Hello and welcome to the Debug Log number 56. Today's episode is a very exciting one. Eduardo, Obina, and myself, Andrew, got a chance to go out to Unite 2016 in Los Angeles. Uh, now, we mentioned Unite a few times in the show, the first being that when after we went to Unite in Seattle, we were inspired to start this very show, and then we had a chance to go out to Boston last year, and we had a lot of fun there. But this year, we decided to make it a little bit more intentional. We got a microphone and a camera with the intent of going there and talking to as many people as possible. And we did that. We had about 20 to 30 interviews, I guess. And they're all going to come out in video form on the Debug Lounge on YouTube, our little video dev interview show. Uh, but this episode, we thought we'd recap some of the fun we had and the events and you know some of the news about the cool things in Unity coming out. And we're also going to play a tidbit from about four of the interviews that'll give you a little bit teaser for the full-length ones. Because all these interviews, they range from five minutes to 20 minutes, so they wouldn't all fit into an hour. We got a lot of stuff. It's a lot of cool things to look forward to. And so is this episode. So without further ado, this is the Debug Log, episode 56. Bring in here to get any no, fun me. banter. Your mom's banter. Your yeah. mom's a banter. Your mom's a bantha. Oh. Bantha fodder. Bantha poodoo. Dojababada. Hey, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi mind trick. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like how they don't have word for mind or trick in fanfare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jedi I get it's proper thing, but come on. You're listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about game development. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Zach Schneider. I'm Ryan Kilgore. And I'm Eduardo Castillo-Fernandez. All right, we are back. A few of us last week, Obina, Eduardo, and myself went to where, Eduardo? Unite 2016. Hollywood, baby! Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> for the for all two days leading into it, it goes. All I heard is a daughter go Hollywood every day. <laughs> as we're going, as we're walking in Hollywood, he would just go Hollywood. <laughs> go on a road trip with Eduardo if you can in your life. I'd recommend it. It's, it's does he just good. always yell the name of the place he's at, like Portland? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. We had fun. So this year again, we talked about Unite. It's been part. Of, it's part of the uh, this podcast origin story where we started in Seattle, and a lot of us went to Boston last year. Always without Ryan. Ryan hasn't attended any of these. Because he doesn't like us, guys. Well, yeah, that, that, seeing in public with you. He's an AI. He, he's just a rampant AI. He doesn't actually exist. Um, and this year it was in <laughs> LA. It was down, it was in Hollywood, uh, right near the Chinese Theater and the Dolby Theater and the El Capitan Theater, um, right there on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, so we went down there, being and Eduardo and I, and Eduardo and I. We're, this episode, by the way, is just a recap of all that stuff. We, we're going to talk about. Some of the uh, people we talked to, what we did a little bit differently this year is last year we kind of did recaps just there and just an audio version for you. 
But now, since we had the Debug Lounge show, we thought it'd be really cool. We'd take a camera, take the auto recorders, and go talk to as many people as we can. Because they've gotten bigger and bigger every year. And so now, instead of having, what was it, like eight games last year in that showcase? They had 30 games. It was stretched out over multiple rooms of this big hotel. Um, and then we had also been in contact with the people at U- Unity because we got a couple press passes we want to thank them for, which is great, our first press passes, besides Yay! Siege. Um <laughs> And so they also got us a couple of cool interviews and some of them just Eduardo just pinned people down. So we'll get to that later, but just in general. So Eduardo and I got there the first night and we did a cool, weird, the most Hollywood of things. We arrived on <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard, Halloween night. <laughs> and we went crazy. to a, and we went to a party at Madame Tussauds with the local LA unity meetup group there. They had the kind of party before it started last year. We did that in Boston. It was just at a bar. This year is at the Wax Museum, the famous Madame Tussauds. Oh, cool. That's it's cool. a very surreal night. <laughs> Beyond in Hollywood on <laughs> Halloween, going to a party at the Wax Museum. Eduardo, you want to say what you felt about all of this? I mean, what do you want me to say? It was awesome, man. It was awesome. That- they had a whole room with Thor and Iron Man and Tony Stark and Wolverine and... <laughs> We have yeah. pictures. We'll share them in this, uh, in yeah, this post. I, w- I was like a kid in, in that wax museum. Oh, my God. What did you do to the mannequins, Edward? <laughs> nothing, nothing? <laughs> you didn't steal them, I hope. What's happening in Hollywood it? stays in Hollywood. Right? Yeah, it they tried be, to be... It would be cool to have that um, Iron Man suit in, in my room. Oh, it was... Yeah, like, oh. they did a weird thing because, like, we're waiting in line to go into it where I'm going to open at 8 o'clock or something, the party. And it was up on the roof, like, in this nice little area, but... Outside, they set up like a little red carpet thing for you to walk in, and they brought out, they took a wax figure out of the museum. You could tell where it was supposed to be, but it was Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. And they, and they put him, they were like, these guys like video games, right? And they put him on the red carpet, and they did it to take pictures. But the problem is, there are thousands of people on Hollywood Boulevard that night. So everybody starts just to crowd around, like, what's going on? The celebrities? So Eduardo and I get to take a picture with Master Chief with all these people. Like, who are these people? I was like, so I think we were the last ones because people started declining the picture after that because we they saw that we took the definitive picture and they stopped. But <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. So this year was just bigger in general. Our general impressions, that, we, that was a fun. And they had the big party at Universal this year, too. So we got to ride a couple of rides. And yeah, don't talk pan- about that, please. A Panda Express, which is I'm not gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll let your <laughs> oh the go. luxurious Panda yeah. Express. <laughs> They're like, but you can eat all you want. I was like, I don't want to eat any more Panda Express after I eat Panda Express. I'm done. I'm done. But in general, Eduardo, what were your? Those are the fun things we did. But in the conference overall, what were your general impressions this year? Um, I mean, in general, I like it. I'm really glad that they're focusing uh, on fixing and improving. The, the engine instead of adding I mean they're still adding a bunch of new features but this one feels more like they're going to optimize it um, oh, so it which had is more always of good a polished feel to it like you said they're not you know they're not like hey here's our new animator here's our new this and that it's like hey let's actually go back and sort of iterate and improve like say I don't know like the mono compiler and stuff like that <laughs> They're adding a uh, a new how is it called under the thing to optimize the uh, frame rates. Oh yes, yeah. so it was like some weird instancing batcher or something. Yeah, they something called like it. that. You can watch the keynote online. Don't listen to our. We don't. We're not experts. 
But they showed a bunch. They should, yeah, you know, Ryan's like, I know. Yeah, I mean, they showed the guy. I get my information (laughs) elsewhere. (laughs) But they showed a bunch of demos, or like they were saying that I guess it had to do with just how the rendering happens too, or just how the actually the computation of it. Because I guess you know when you have instancing of like a game object or a prefab or whatever, it like that helps the memory side of it, right? But it doesn't necessarily help when you have CPU with. Like when each of those objects has collision detection and like AI and stuff, that doesn't help anything, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so something they have here helps with that. So they showed a couple of demos where it had like it was like a flocking thing of all these fish and stuff. And it was funny because they did they it felt clumsy at first, but it was funny how they did these demos. So like, so here we are. Here's some twenty. Let's look. Let's look at an example of this. They talked about it, but it's kind of highly technical. And they're like, here we go. And they showed um. A, a demo of these 20,000 fish flocking and they load it up and it's going at about five frames a second. And everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's like kind of smirking and stuff. Like what the, cause they don't say anything. They kind of just put it up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, wait a second. Instant thing's not on. They turn it on and it's like 30 frames a second. Oh, Perfect. Nice. Yeah. And it's like, it's amazing to see that much, like those many characters, like objects on screen at the same time working. And, and they with, should, uh, with, um, mesh colliders. Yeah. So, oh wow! Yeah. So it looked impressive. Like they, like a lot of the heavy hitting, and they also what they did in the back end too. They added um, the oh, God, we gotta remember what company it was. It's in the keynote too. The company does like a lot of um Hollywood like post effects stuff. They did the Westworld intro. By the way, they showed a clip of that. Oh. Like this is what we just did. Like that weird, you know, creepy. Yeah. yeah, they did that intro. So that company to render that intro. You know, they do it in Maya or whatever. They make it in, right? Mm-hmm. But they use this render farm with Octane renderers. I don't know if you've heard of that before. It's like a rendering software. Like, wait, Octane is in the old SGI stuff? Or is that co- probably something completely different? Never mind. Well, I don't know. Maybe. But they, that's what they use in the render technology or whatever, like in their render farm or something. But apparently, they're building that Octane now for free into Unity. Oh, okay. It's going to be in the next versions of that. So it has it. And so they showed it in this scrubbing thing and they showed this real, they showed this awesome CG sequence and then they showed it playing in Unity, like that you could scrub through. And oh, that wow. leads into the next thing they unveiled, which we saw, Zach, we saw earlier that director thing. Now they've gone yeah. full bore and they, they called it timeline now, where it's a full on timeline sequencer, animations, scenes, audio clips, stuff like that. I know a few people who would be very happy to see that. I would yeah. be very happy to see that because yeah. at our office, we actually wrote some timeline stuff just to kind of help with things like that. So, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And they did it in a smart way, too, because when we saw it, we just saw this weird. They did, they got, they did a demo of a character. When we saw it two years ago in Seattle, they did a demo of like, oh, here's a character and you can kind of blend the character animation. And here's a video and some particle effects, you know. But this they showed, and we went to, this is one of the only talks we went to, Mobina and I, and we looked at it. They show, um, they got this guy who just loves cameras and cameras and video games. He's like, I forgot, he's the head of that stuff now. There, he works there. And they made a whole series of procedural camera transitions and stuff, like procedural cameras. Mm-hmm. So you can actually blend the cameras, and it'll kind of swing around into these cinematic muse, I guess, in like a normal way. That's kind oh, of the right impression on. I got. It yeah. was like, it was. it's kind of, they're very vague about it, but... There's a lot of procedural camera stuff, so like it handles cameras in a certain way that you can really um, focus on. And they also, but it, but it really is the the timeline stuff really is nested timelines. They showed like they said like for FX people, this is like a great thing because they show them putting together like this afterburner effect. It's like well, first you have these sparks, then you have some smoke, and then you have this fire, and it's like eight different layers. But then that's a nested thing you can put in some other into the scene, right? That's awesome. 
I think, you know, it's just like Flash or something, but no. No, that is, that is super cool because, right. yeah, sometimes coordinating things is like just via code or via, you know, just some sort of UI that's like purely entering numbers. You need that sort of conceptual timeline to help out with that. So, yeah, I could see that being a huge boon. And you can still expand the things that have has curves in them, you know, because now they just have curves in that animation thing, and it's kind of weird to keep track of where you are. Mm-hmm. But now it has the kind of the segments in the timeline with the curves and with other stuff. So bad news is they didn't say when it's coming out. <laughs> so, so I don't, <laughs> Super I don't know. Dev build. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Um, the other big thing is they, there's like three or four big things. The other big thing is the um, – New, they have. They're making a new video texture. Yes, <laughs> that finally, yeah. finally you will be able to build these uh, these video textures to mobile across. Yes, a cross platform, multi codec, four K capable video texture. Oh wow! And, and also three sixty camera ready because they show that. That's the demo they show too. They say, oh, you can put this camp video in it, and it just it's like the inspector is just general. You know what code it is, it how long is it, blah blah blah. But then they showed a three sixty video file put into it, and it worked instantly. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, it's like a four K streaming video file from that. So nice. That handles all the video. What was it? There's one more thing. They showed like a cool demo of the VR editor, right? Like in VR, the Unity editor. That was kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, he didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, else? the other part that I liked was the uh, the step by step line map generation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It was basically guys like um, you know when you're going to bake lights of of your scene, it mm-hmm. takes a long time. Well, mm-hmm. what they did was like separate that whatever the camera is looking at is gonna have priority and it's gonna be. Uh, like baked in layers so it doesn't take that long and if it reaches a point where you're happy uh you can stop uh build and when you go back it's gonna continue where it left right hmm. so d- uh, what does that do for you well you guys might not know but what, editor, what does that do for, what does that do for your light map size though so if it if, if it bakes it in in layers does that mean it keeps Adding on multiple uh, light maps, or does it? Yeah, okay. It, keeps, it probably keeps making a higher resolution, so it probably keeps making it bigger as it okay. keeps going. But yeah. that's this is all in editor though, so you could just keep it on there. They like they because they, they also we didn't even mention this. I forgot about this, so you just mentioned that they also talked about the the compiling when you bring in all those assets. Mm-hmm. That happens in the background now. Well, it will in five point six or something. That'll be so, nice. Oh, you yeah, can yeah, go yeah, in there yeah. and freaking edit things while you're waiting for the hour right, for it right, to import right. all assets. Oh, so they're right. actually like threading off into the background more things. Right. That so if you have like eight, yeah. 80, 80 videos, you know, you have to wait an hour now for it to come in. You just do that and start moving. As long as you don't have to use those That'd videos. That'd be so I guess. nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that, how how they were able to uh, able to optimize all the rendering, all the stuff. Because of uh, the threading, so now you can the main thread is gonna have more time for your actual code. Oh, okay. So they got like a lot more asynchronous rendering type of stuff. All right, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I, think I think that's something I'd like to see more uh, from Unity is more uh, threading stuff because I've, I've been having a lot of issues per se with like loading. So when you're uh, loading things asynchronously, it really kills processing. So. Right. <laughs> And yeah, so that was the thing, and they had some other kind of fun stuff like that. It felt like 
because we'll even get to that in a second, but like they felt like they were really trying to make stuff solid. They even had like they added more post processing effects, like kind of make it more solid. They had like a really cool expansion of their depth of field effect, right? They had a cool like editor of that where it went into like a red mode and black and red mode where everything in red would be uh out of focus, right? In the depth of field effect. And you can literally see what would be out of focus and you can switch back to the high res view and it looks so it's really neat. They had some neat uh post processing stuff in there too. Oh, cool. It felt like everything was around um, making stuff more and more solid, right? And not um, and not just kind of just a random like shitstorm of just like, hey, we have new features and all that stuff. <laughs> and Eduardo, we didn't even put in the outline. That's the interview. That relates to something because we actually got to track down the technical director who is Eduardo. Lucas Mayer. <laughs> We tried to get him on the show last year, and of course, that, that guy's a busy guy because he's like number four. He's the one that he's the best one at the keynotes. You know, he came in this year, and he's the one explaining all this stuff. Um, and he was too busy this year to be on the show, but <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to track him down. We have a camera, and so we got him down, and he we he spoke to that because he mentioned. The first question that Eduardo breaks him with is, what happened to all that 2D stuff? And he goes into, <laughs> and, and he goes into like, well, you heard our new model is, it's about stability and not new features. So, Hello, guys. Um, here, Eduardo again from um, Unite 2016. And this time, I have the pleasure to talk to Lucas Mayer, um, Unity's technical director and uh, Lucas, I would like to know more about uh, like Smart Sprite. You mentioned it in Unite 2015, but I haven't heard anything about that uh, lately. So, how's the like the status of the project so far? So, uh, like the 2D team is like is working on a whole set of uh, 2D features. Actually, if you go to unity3d.com/experimental, you can find uh, you can find like the latest bits from the 2D team where um, where they have like the tile map. Like I demoed some of that stuff, like the tile map, the smart sprite, and some other things. I think the experimental build actually has all these features. I'm not 100% sure about the smart sprites, but I think it also has the smart sprites. And it's the um, like the reason you haven't heard so much about it is sort of uh, coupled to the, some of the changes we've made that John mentioned in the keynote. Like the like we're trying to change our process that when we develop a feature, we kind of share it with people way earlier, uh, but we take more time before we actually land it in the product. It turns out that we just need more time than we've taken in the past between, you know, between real people using it and it becoming good enough that, it, you know, that, it's, that, that you can be really proud of it. So the 2D features have been going through this process for a long time where they've been in an experimental build and they're getting more and more polished. I'm, I must say, I don't know off the top of my head what the estimated sort of sh uh, ship time is for them to, to land in the main line. Uh, but you can, you, know, you, can, you can see what the status is and download the bits and try, you know, try out all the stuff that I demoed back, I don't think, Vancouver maybe, uh, to see where it's at. Uh, and I'm sure also on the forum there they'll you know they'll be able to give some indication of you know when which features uh, would hit the mainline. All right, so while we're there, in addition to that interview, we also got to uh, the the main thing we did. We went to a few talks, but the the main thing we did is we got to talk to uh, all the Made with Unity showcase thing. That's like a big thing they started last year, right, with um, Clive Downey and stuff that Made with Unity promotion. 
And this year, you see it really paid off because there was like how many? It's like thirty games, right, Eduardo? Yeah. They had like and, these- and they had, in in my opinion, uh, better quality than the ones uh, that they had last year. Because you remember last year, even uh, Zach, that it was like, oh, they're just set up on a table, and these are like kiosks, and they had nice mm-hmm. signs made, and it was like all super professional, and the games are all super good quality. And they weren't bad; la- they were bad last year, but this was like stepping up a bit. <laughs> you know, all of these are professional yeah. games that you play. So, and we talked to a lot of them. One of them, an interest that I, I had a fun time talking to, was this guy Selchuk. He was a sound designer at Blue Isle Studio, and they have a game called Valley. And we did what we did with most of the people. Uh, we talked to him about the uh, the game, but he was a sound designer. He's the only sound designer we talked to. We've never talked to a sound designer on this show, really, right? So I we dove in a little bit and talked to him about what it takes to you know design sound and make sound effects on a daily basis. A quick question: We we never talked again. We don't talk to sound designers much. It's like a mini sound design episode. For all the sound effects, what do you do? Do you pull clips from places? Do you go make your own sounds, foley stuff, or what do you like to do? And what did you do? Like, say for instance, the uh, the grappling hook sound effect. For instance, like, what did? How did you come like composite that together? It's um, it's a mixture of both. I like to record my own stuff, and I have my. I want to show you guys real quick. I take this thing with me everywhere. Because you never know when you'll hear something cool, you know? You never know when you hear something cool. So, like, for example, you put this on an iPhone, right? Very cool. And uh, I use this in a lot of the sounds you hear in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like the simple things, like crickets, birds, uh, leaves rustling and stuff like that. Um, in terms of making the sounds for the game, you're, you're, you're right. Like, we took a lot of different sounds. Um, one of the best examples I can think of, like, the, the large, there's a large, mysterious brick wall that opens up when you feed it some acorns or whatever, some magical acorns. Um, and to make that sound, for example, I, I took two bricks and like, you know, I scraped them together. Right. I took a, a, a cinder block and I scraped it on the floor and then I downloaded a whole bunch of like small rock crumbles and stuff like that and we put that all together. Like hundreds of little Lego pieces that you kind of put together right. to, you know, to sell the, the experience, of right. course. You're never going to find a magical mystery <laughs> brick door in real life to record. You just pull it, look that up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Sound library. And so like the, the, the adventure becomes looking at the visuals and the visuals is a very big part and then trying to think in your head like what are real life sounds that you can use as a source to get what you want to sell that image and I feel like that's that's kind of where the hobbyist sound designer is separated from the professional because it's not just about putting sounds together it's about knowing which sounds to start with and it's always a big part you know because like I know that, for example, if I take a chain sound and I and I shake it and I and I pitch it down and I add some reverb and I put a filter, it's gonna sound like really cool underwater electrical like right. sound that you can, you know. So like, it's like a chef knowing the ingredients, basically. Exactly, like it's knowing the ingredients and how to prepare them. All right. Besides all the cool games they had there, they also had a much bigger, like a big expo floor this year with a bunch of heavy hitters. Like we talked about, Oculus was there. We didn't get to try the Oculus demo, but you talked to a lot of people in that expo hall, didn't you, Eduardo? Yeah, actually, um, one of the coolest things that I saw was uh, from this company, Toby Tech. They have an eye tracking camera. Oh, that was cool. Was pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. And so they had it with I, Assassin's I, Creed I moved demo, my which eyes is cool through the scene. It changed the camera in that direction. I was like, oh, this is awesome. 
Yeah, yeah they I they had like a normal like the Assassin's Creed game on the PC, so like you could be running and do the camera with the mouse, but it wasn't like you look some way and it just changes and it turns the char- like the character. It really was like peripheral vision. So if you kind of glance at the edge of the screen, it would just kind of shift a little bit and look over there. It was yeah. awesome. I've never seen that before, and it was built into the laptop they were showing it on. It was like an Asus laptop or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh wow! It so like this, they actually had software hardware that shipped with that. It's like, well, the oh, yeah, hardware it does this. Yeah, now. the hardware was built in. Like the strip of cameras was built in right below the screen into the laptop. Yeah, they are oh. integrating it with the Asus and with it was Asus. I think it was on the MSI. Okay, yeah, it was MSI, but yeah, they they and, mentioned a bunch and of also the Alienware has it. But it sounded stupid. Like sometimes I've seen that before. Like, what's well, a racing game? You look around, but this was like. In a game that's usually just a third person, you control the camera. But just the subtle, if you could just flick your eyes and kind of look to your side, it was weird. I was like, oh, that's, I think they should integrate that with VR. And then that would be the big thing, you know, like you could kind of have peripheral vision. But And it wasn't that expensive, the, the strip, because the camera was basically three cameras in a strip uh, that you can put at the, at the top of your display or at the bottom if you want to. Uh, it was only 99 bucks. So you would expect for tech technology, yeah, for tech technology, I would expect like a couple hundreds. But. We also tried a cool thing that was, um, I don't know the name of the company. We're so horrible. We're horrible journalists, people. We're just game developers. <laughs> we don't have a notepad <laughs> while we're there. It's like, hey, see, and then we get a quote for this evening's paper here. See, like we didn't yeah. do that. We were just talking to people. We decided to be humans and just talk to people. <laughs> but um, they they got they basically had like a Gear VR headset which you didn't put on you kind of holding up with your hands or whatever but they had like a leap motion you know the little hand thingy mm-hmm. and they had the i guess they have a mobile version of that but they had that kind of strapped onto the front so it was this weird kind of configured setup but they had this demo where it had like a bells and it, it, it didn't the demo like the the fidelity of the demo wasn't great but the moment you put your hand like out into the well, it was just kind of a kind of very simple demo, but the moment you put your hand out in space, uh. your hand is there. They have a model of a hand, but every movement your hand makes, it makes in that space, and you can manipulate the stuff. It was oh, crazy. Nice. How, how is how was it as far as like responsiveness? Because I tried out like an early iteration of the Magic. We tried. And I tried that too. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. It was like it, it was really good. Okay, it was cool, one for like, one. Early like you on, could, it was a little shaky. Yeah, I mean, you could do, like, the hit the bells stuff, but mostly, I have video of this, and it's going to go into our, I'll put it in some kind of video of both Abina, it's unfair, because they didn't get me doing it, but both Abina and Eduardo just reaching out into space and, like, caressing the air or whatever, but, like... <laughs> so we encourage we encourage listeners to Photoshop and video in whatever they're touching. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But it, it was just, you know, it's the same thing with, like, VR, when you try the Vive for the first time, you're like, you're like fuck this game, I just want to mess with these controllers. You're looking at your hands and putting the controllers together you know because it's such a neat one for one so that was a neat demo i mean they said they're not planning on trying to enter in the games but they tried to make it for like they said what is the word they use like subtle experiences or something like that it was some kind of weird it was some kind of weird thing and they had a bunch of people there we they had a google daydream there but you had to like make an appointment we're not that big of wig of press to do that so we could we got free shirts from google daydream but we didn't get to try that out oh really you had to have an appointment because that's just yeah. like essentially like a gear vr right with a pixel or something they had a lot of problems know. getting it to work the first day too so i don't oh, know because everybody like, wanted to try it so you yeah. have to go to 9 30 and uh, put your name at the list, and then oh, gotcha. I wanted to look at that because I'm like that's the first Android phone that I'm super tempted 
to kind of get into. So I was like, I want to see how oh, good do. this thing. Yeah. yeah. I really, I, I, yeah. So anyways, we didn't get to try that, but we did get to try the new hotness that Microsoft had a booth there. And last year, Microsoft had a booth. And it's like, I think they had Cuphead, that game there last year, which they had this year as well, that hand animated Unity game. But they also, and last year, they just had Surface Pros. This year, since they just had that announcement, they had the new Surface Pro, which I don't care at all about. But they also, <laughs> they had, they had the Surface Studio, that big old iMac. Oh, yeah. Which, which should be the iMac thing, but the awesome stylist knobby thing. And we both got to mess with it. And it's pretty awesome. It's yeah, pretty I think amazing. Everybody at the office is jealous. You guys got to play with it. I them. took a picture. I was like, I didn't, <laughs> that's what's so funny. How much, how much like, been like jealousy works. Cause like, I didn't think to take a picture and send it back to the people at work. But the moment I saw us playing with it, I was like, they got to see this. I'll send them <laughs> Eduardo playing with this. We're like, ah, <laughs> but that thing is pretty amazing. It's kind of a weird, it's like a PC, but it's like a really overpowered like laptop, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's like, now I need three computers. I need a laptop, a gaming PC, and then this, <laughs> you know, like a weird middle just to draw on. But the, the yeah, little... Actually, I, I was reading today, Andrew, that uh, it does run some VR experiences uh, in the Vive. Like, not like top of I guess the it could. It's, game, a, it's a 980 but... GTX, right? That's what's in there. But it's like the mobile. It's got a decent, yeah. Yeah. Power, power but I wish it was just a monitor and control things, and you could hook up your big old PC to it. That'd be. Did nice, you use I the think. little like knob thing? Yeah, like, that was yeah, awesome. That's and it has good. it has haptic stuff in it, so it was. Oh, it was, cool. It was a little glitchy, wasn't it, Eduardo? Because they like when you put it down, some stuff was getting stuck different places on the screen, but. The knob stuff, every, sometimes it was smooth, but on certain programs, it was like click, 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 click as you did it. Hmm. So that was kind of fun, kind I of, think. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're just primary programmer, I don't know what you're going to do with I mean, but if you're going to draw with it and mark up stuff and sketch no, out I some can, ideas, I, can see like I think it's a graphic it's designer and people like that really loving that. You know, um, yeah, programmer, I'm not going to like switch over to that. Just give me two monitors and a beefy laptop. But that, but that monitor, <laughs> that monitor is nice though. It's like, I mean, you look at that thing, it's like, this is what the iMac should have been five years oh, ago. Oh, right on. Like, it's like, why? <laughs> If they out appled Apple, then good for them because Not it's hard pretty. Hard to do it's, nowadays. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it, they truly did, and I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, what else is there? Anything uh, else on the floor? Oh yeah, another thing that I liked was uh, I forgot the name of the company, but they had a camera <laughs> to um, recognize emotions. Oh yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty fun. I was all the time like making faces and it was pretty accurate. Like basically they had, uh, similar to the um, Xbox Kinect, where you have points in your face and uh, if you smile, it recognizes that you're happy. And they actually had, uh, um, all the, of course, all these things have a, a plugin for Unity. And they had an application that shows an emoji yeah, of smiling, if you're smiling and all that. It was it was really neat. Um, yeah. Another thing Brilliant. that I tried was a uh, uh, a team that is working in some new controllers for the Gear VR. So basically, another version of the uh, Google Daydream, but they have a uh, bigger controllers and they work with the with the Gear VR. Um, what else did you try, Andrew? <clears throat> 
I think that was it. The one, the one cool thing that we did get to try is, is actually because they also have in the middle they had a bunch of plugins that you know a lot of ones that were nominated. We, we you know that two D camera thing that we um messed around with Zach that we were looking at that day. No, yeah. which one? Sorry, remember I looked at the Unity Awards and they had the Unity top plugins and there's that weird two D camera that follows you and yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But we went up. I was looking. And I was like, "Yeah, that's the thing we looked at that day. I want to check that. I want to go talk to that guy." And we were talking to somebody else, and he walked up to me and he said, "You guys, the debug log. I listen. I was just listening to that show on the plane." I was like, "Dude!" So we had a few of that this year. We'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, like I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, let's talk to you." And we interviewed him, so we'll have an interview from him up. But that's a definitely a cool plugin. But on the other side of his kiosk is one that we've all used. I think uh, Text Mesh Pro. Has anybody oh, yeah. heard of it? This little, Absolutely. it's always, it's at the top of that list all the time. And we talked to Stefan Bouchard, was his name, right, Eduardo? And yeah. he, uh, he likes to talk about his product and he is a very effective salesman for his product. He, he, his interview, which will come out on the Debug Lounge too, which all these will, these is like a teaser for this. It's, it clocks in over 20 minutes of him talking about new features. <laughs> so he's awesome. And we got a chance to talk to him about some of the new features of TextMesh Pro. So my role is to basically give you all the functionality that you would expect out of any normal email software or anything. And like I said at the, at the start, text is sort of an afterthought for almost all game engine manufacturers. And Unity, you know, we can't fault them. It's no different. Um, and the funny thing for me, just a side note, um, working on text in the confine of a game engine is really interesting because if I, if I was to ask you, okay, of your CPU cycle, and GPU cycle. How much bandwidth are you willing to allocate to the following? Your AI, you'd say a good number. Your uh, physics, a good number. To your particles, a good number. To your animations, a good number. How much are you willing to allocate to text? People are like, text? Ah, nothing. So here we have to do stuff super efficiently because, again, text is an afterthought. Yeah, why do you think text is an afterthought for any any company that's doing, or any game developer out there that's doing games? I, don't know. I, I think it's almost like you go back a couple years ago and we were all making games and we didn't care that much about audio until we realized how audio adds like an extra dimension to your game. I think we're at the same stage where text is sort of what audio was, where it's everywhere, we take it for granted, we don't, I guess we sort of recognize its value, but we don't. And to me, it's like, it's so important, right? A, a text with, a game with crappy text looks crappy, gotcha. right? Yeah, so I, I want to step back a second. I know offline we were talking about just your background as a developer and how TextMess Pro got started um, and how you weren't even a, a font guy or anything like that. Can you explain again, like, how this all started and how did you start learning about text and fonts and kerning? And I, I, I think it... it it's basically out of necessity, right? So I started just doing the basic stuff. I didn't know anything about text. Yeah, I knew there's a font, you know, there's an outline, whatever. Um, most of it was just working with my users. As I would add one feature and post in the forum, somebody would say, well, do you support kerning? And like, oh, what's kerning? I have no idea. Let's go Google kerning. Uh, then somebody, do you support uh, uh, line breaking for Chinese, Japanese, and Korean? I'm like, uh, they have separate line breaking? What? <laughs> so I'm going to go Google that and figure it out. So I've learned everything one step at a time. And the weird thing is with text, it's almost like Pandora's box. 
every time somebody throws something new, I, I open the door to learn about it. It's like, oh, wait, there's more stuff behind it. And then you open it, oh, wait, there's more stuff behind it. And as you get into all these foreign languages, the complexities like right-to-left languages and bi-directional text, and you look at languages like Thai, it's just nuts. So I can see like years from now, I'll still be working on implementing text stuff. So while we were there, we also, I, like I said, we had a press pass, and I get, <laughs> I've never had a press pass to a thing, a big, a huge event. We had it for Siege, and that was cool when we got in. Eduardo, you got to take advantage of that. The same thing happened in this. Not only did we get access to, uh, you know, we talked to the Made with Unity people a little bit earlier than most of them, but I started getting emails saying, hey, do you want to try out this thing early or a private demo of this technology? I was like, what is this? <laughs> And this time, it was for a Meta 2. It's like a headset. Remember last year, Zach, we saw they had a booth, Meta? Mm-hmm. Meta's the name of the company, right? But they had a headset, and it was like an AR thing, but the line was kind of big, and we never really... Did you try it? I did not get a chance to try it. I, I, in fact, I think the only thing I got to try uh, last year was the um, uh, that uh, Project Tango, the Google... She took home, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so yeah, so we saw that and it's like, oh cool. It's like a, cause the HoloLens was like this hallowed thing. You know, they, they showed it at the keynote last year, but nobody could touch it. But Meta was on the floor. Hey, you can try ours out, but we did it. <laughs> yeah. So now, I did get a chance <laughs> to play with that recently at Siege. Um, yeah. We've, we've all like the three of us. I don't, have you done the HoloLens, Ryan? Yeah, I've, I've messed with that. I got some buddies when I was back in Atlanta for Dragon Con. He just let me mess with that. So we've all tried the HoloLens in the past year. And one, we say, oh, cool, the technology is great. But man, this this, this field view is field it, of view it's is just very not limited. quite it, there. Yeah. It needs another iteration. It's like, you know, <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's like, this is like, you know, prototype or alpha one. And then you can, there's got to be like, a, you know, some revisions to that. Yeah. It's like looking through like Cyclops's headpiece. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like holding your phone a foot in front of your face, right? And that little window is how you see the world, basically. It makes you a lame X Man. Yeah, awesome. you're, you're the you're the cheesiest of the X Men. <laughs> yeah, lamest. Never Whoa. get the girl. <laughs> but um, but so Meta, I we didn't try the one last year, so we had no idea, and we got an invite to go try this out in the upstairs. So we had to go upstairs in this hotel to a room. <laughs> And we got we set up an interview with the oh, he's a, one of the developers or technical like kind of directors of the program David O, and we did a very cool interview with him. You'll hear in a second. That was really great. But um, we tried the demo. We all except for Eduardo. Eduardo gets to try it. Being and I tried the demo, and because we ran out of time, but it was incredible. Is imagine the imagine the Hololens, but with a full field, like a full like goggle field of view. Oh wow. Yeah. The only problem with this is it's tethered. It's not wireless like the HoloLens oh. is. And at the moment, I don't think that's a super big issue. Yeah. And, but it had the same kind of thing. You could put the, the few demos they had, they had like one where it was like um, the first was like, uh, it's like a block of like cubes, like a cube made out of little cubes, you know, but it's sitting in space and you could put your hand behind it. So basically your hand, the cube is in between your hand and your face, right? Like the depth there, like you can put it behind mm-hmm. something and pull it in and manipulate it. That was super awesome. They had like a kind of a blowout model of a car where you could pull the tabs and kind of, it was like Tony Stark shit, basically. That's what it was. Eduardo, I'm sorry. You didn't try it. You would have left it. It was like. No problem. But, no problem. But I'm then, with that. but then they literally, the last demo was a real brain scan of somebody. Like, literally like an Iron Man 3. Like when Guy Pierce goes into Pepper Potts' office, you know, and they do the brain scan and she kind of. 
So it's like a little brain and you can put your hands in it and close your fists and just expand out. And you're like inside the brain. And it was amazing. I was like, shit. And it's weird getting it like a, <laughs> I never had a, these private demos. There's just a couple people in the room. Cause usually you're like on the show floor and like, yeah, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. Nice to meet you. But this is like super quiet and they're just walking you through each of these things, you know, and you're whispering like, in your ear. Well, they're like, you're like, cool. Awesome. You feel really awkward, like, all right, moving on, let's go, what's next? And then he's like, man, David was awesome. He's like, usually people cry at this point, man. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm crying under this. this guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Now, he said, some, he, he said somebody, he was joking, he was awesome. You'll see in this interview, but he said somebody who had been working in AR for all his life, you know, like just a professor, tried it, and he's like, holy shit, this is like, so, definitely check it out. Microsoft gets all the press. But this is pretty awesome. You can look. They they have the dev kit on their site for like a thousand dollars, I guess. What, Again, did you like, say a hundred thousand. Yeah, I, no, no. I started to say a hundred, but it's no, it's a thousand. It's like nine ninety five or something on their website. Oh, okay. So it's you know it's expensive. Want to send the debug log one for free? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, desk kit, dev kit. <laughs> when it's untethered, <laughs> don't say that on the show. We'll work that privately. What you, but like, but yeah, it was very cool, and we got to a chance to sit down. Or stand up and talk to David, being and I, and he was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, here we're here with David O from Meta. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and bringing here to Unite? Yeah, absolutely. So we're an augmented reality platform. We're a headset. Um, we also have hand tracking and also um, really focused on holograms for the enterprise. Cool. Awesome. So we, for the first time we saw you... Last year, the first time we saw you last year, I guess this is a different headset, right? It's a, a different. Tell us about that a little bit about that. So this is uh, our Meta Two, and um, even though um, you know this is really, it's, it's called the Meta Two. We had a Meta One. Meta One is more of a proof of concept for us. Mm-hmm. The Meta Two is really kind of like our DK One, if you want to kind of frame it in terms of developer kits uh, for the development community. And uh, you guys had a demo. Right? Or you guys haven't had a demo? Okay. In the future, we've had a demo. Yeah, yeah. In the future, (laughs) there's a demo. But, um, you know, we're really excited because, you know, most people, when they come out of the demo, it becomes that, aha, oh my God, I can't believe this is here kind of moment. Right, right. And so, um, you know, that's something that's really exciting to Mm -hmm. us because uh, we really believe that holograms are going to be part of everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like 10 years away, five years away, but we'll all be interacting with these digital holograms to enhance our life. And I. I'm a little optimistic in terms of technology. I believe that, you know, it can really enhance humankind. Right. Sure. Um, you know, empathy, it does that with VR. But I think just in terms of productivity and feeling like you're a superhero, it can happen with AR. Hmm. So is that the main focus? I mean, you guys are just across the board. Because a lot of times, some like Oculus, for instance, they're like, they say it can do other things, but they're focused on gaming. For You guys are more enterprise. across. Okay, cool. Yeah, just so, enterprise. So the, the reason being, I mean, AR companies... Um, you know, AR has been around for a long time and especially around for like marketing and um, different applications between like construction, etc., visualization. AR has been around for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the paradigm shift comes in where it becomes mobile and also uh, what we're trying to do, which is really trying to have it adopt to the masses. And the reason why that's really important, instead of like seeing AR on a tablet or, you know, on, on a mobile phone, for example, you get to put it on and actually get to interact with that. We have a really wide field of view, um, you know, versus like a small window, which for me, it really is an augmented reality. So um, those are the things that really excite me because businesses have been asking for this for a long time. And so we're just a vessel to actually kind of provide that and working with developers to serve up content. 
All right, so those are all the fun experiences we had, official experiences we had on the show floor. But we also, was this at lunch one day? Is that where we met, Mike? Where was that, Eduardo? I think so, yeah. It was at lunch. Yeah, I think whenever we met somebody who came up to us. I think they came up, Mike came up to us at some point. And then he ate lunch with us later that day. This is, nobody cares about this at all. But we had, last year, we mentioned that when we went to this show, we had, I guess we'd done it in the podcast for like a month and we had... Some fun, like people come up to us, you know. We had our friend Ryan Sullivan come up to us as we're as they're being and I are walking in the bathroom and go, Game of the Week. And we're like, What the hell? Is this Ryan, the actual <laughs> Ryan here? And like, No, this is a different Ryan. <laughs> so this year it was funny because we, we only had a few episodes last year when we went. And this year we had about the same amount of people, like 10 to 20 people come up to us, right? But this year it was different. It was weird as we started talking to him. It's like, this is going to sound weird, but in episode 20, you mentioned, and I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Like, they knew they knew stuff about what? our personal life that I didn't know. I was like, that's awesome. I, I was so flattered by that. I was like, oh, weird. I was like, maybe we should stop talking as much on this show. <laughs> but Wait, were they reciting, like, our socials or our what? addresses? No, just like they remember. <laughs> like, it was weird talking to people because, like, podcasts that I listen to, podcast is a weird, intimate format. You know what I mean? So, like, if I listen to 100 episodes of a show... I feel like I know those guys, right? And so, it, yeah, and that, yeah. like, you could walk up because you've been in a conversation, but you just haven't been talking. So this year, last year, we didn't have enough episodes out to really have that effect. But this year, everybody we ran into, especially Mike Payne, who we kind of hung out with for a few days there and at the party, we started hanging out with him, but it was just an instant. Like, he knew what we were about because he'd listened to all the episodes of the show. You know what I mean? So he kind of yeah, fell yeah, into the I conversation. Can, I, yeah. So he's like immediately part of the group. I was like, how weird. Like podcasts are awesome because you meet the people that listen to it. They're like, oh yeah, I I, I don't get annoyed by your stupid jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in all this other stuff. So I was like, yeah. Well, I, I need I'm, more I'm, people like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right here with you. Yeah. So he liked the show. We, we uh, you know, ate lunch one day and then we hung out with him at Universal. So it was, we had a fun time. We had a fun session. We asked him. Deep, we deep dive while we're eating Panda Express. That you'd have liked it. Yeah, about, yeah, I'm um, so jealous. Is that like all you guys <laughs> ate Universal Panda and Express? Panda Express? So you, saved, like you saved six dollars, Zach. That's <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> but we talked was about what like, he liked about the show. <coughs> what was that? No, I was just gonna say, was that your whole diet was Panda Express while you were out here? No, they also had no. uh, another like restaurant there. No, that was just at the party. It, Oh, okay. pizza. Yeah. That was I was about to say, you come out of the West Coast and all you eat is Panda Express the whole time. We also went to Dave and Buster's, Ryan. So I don't Boom. think you said. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a fun experience. We like we had fun with the people that we met and we met a couple of people from our actually fantasy football group. Actually, they're there too. So awesome stuff. So we and I, I would highly recommend going to Unite. It's a fun group of people. Like it feels like Unity. This year especially is like if they're really getting big, right? They're like it's felt the overall the the conference like what Unity is as a company felt a little more corporate, but they've hired like thousands of people. But all the people that we talk to that work at Unity, that's kind of like who we relate to. Super awesome. They had so yeah. many employees there, and we talked to it was it Kayla and Alice and all those people that set up those interviews and. Just a bunch of people, and they they really did care about the show, and they thought it was cool, and so it's. Oh, a, it's oh we get to talk to um, Adam Smith again. 
Oh, yeah, we saw Adam Smith, who we saw last year. And we got a chance to talk to Elizabeth Brown. That's another interviewer who's going to be coming in here on the show. So we have about, that's the big video about the show. We have about 20 to 30 interviews that we're going to start releasing one to two a week of on the Debug Lounge. So this is kind of a little bit of a teaser. Each one of the ones we played tonight is literally like a few minutes out of a 15-minute interview. So, and then the other ones are about four or five minutes, but it gets you a chance to see all the different types of developers, some that have won awards, right, the Unite Awards, and some that didn't. So... So it was. It's a great experience. So I would recommend going. So, Ryan, you're going to come next year. We're going to get you to come. I will make it. I swear <laughs> to God. One at some point. Swear to me. Swear to me. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> All right, we have a first tonight on the show at this part in the program. We have a sponsor. That's right. Uh, we're going to start a new thing over the next few months and start putting in sponsors when people are uh, kind enough to host us because we got to pay for bandwidth. we got to pay for hosting costs and all that stuff. Zach's got to play Destiny. He's got to buy all the expansions. I'm just kidding. None of this money goes to that. But it does help us bring this show to you every week. That being said, our first sponsor is KNN Air Filters. K&N automotive and motorcycle replacement air filters are designed to increase horsepower and acceleration while providing outstanding engine protection. The simple to install air filter is backed by the K&N million mile limited warranty and will be the last air filter your vehicle will ever need. Go to kninfilters.com slash podcast and get a great deal on a K&N replacement air filter with free shipping. And as a bonus, you also get a free K&N hat. So that's pretty cool. So if you need your car buff, car nut, or you need air filtered, go check that out. We want to thank ANN for sponsoring the show. All right. So in the meantime, you want to check us out and you want to join in on this? Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. What's that? Oh, shit. You didn't mention the other good news, man. What's the other good news? You're pregnant? Oh, we can't say that. That's his <laughs> that's his news though. Oh, come on. what news? No, what news not. Mine. Oh. oh God, there you go. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I'm so not going to say it. It's your thing. He's like, no, you thing. tell my thing. Come on. I'm not <laughs> going to present on, your man. thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm now presenting the first <laughs> first time <laughs> in, in Debug Log history, we have a Unity certified developer on the show, guys. Hey! There you go, baby! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that's Eduardo. He took the test. He aced the test while he was there. And now he won't stop talking about it. And also, <laughs> he's wearing everything Unity for the past, like, two weeks. Yeah, well, right? he got, we, we got about seven days of, like, outfits from there. Yeah. They give you, like, eight T-shirts. They throw T-shirts at you <laughs> as you pass by. Eduardo got a hoodie, too, for some people, too. Yeah, I got T-shirts from Facebook, candy. Unity Connect, the normal certified developer T-shirt, the LA uh, United T-shirt. Uh, there's one company that has a store in Asia called Mula. Yeah, I got a hoodie from them. The Google Daydream. Yeah, a bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> Brought back yeah, a ton we, of scalps. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention that. Like, yeah, we there's stuff we haven't even talked about. There's like a Facebook, you know, that Steam thing they launched that they talked about there. And they also talked about, we have an interview coming up with Elizabeth Brown, the chief people officer, where they, they basically launched LinkedIn for Unity developers. It's called Unity Connect. And you can connect to people if you're making your project. You'll get to that. You'll have to listen to the Debug Lounge to find out more about that or just look on their website, I guess. But that, that, there's a bunch of stuff. 
it's too much to, to fit into this episode, but yeah, definitely. Now we can never, he'll never let us live this down. Unity certified developer. <laughs> you know. Got All credentials. Right. Well, if you want to get, you know, get your questions answered, this is where it fires back at you. Questions answered for the ah. Unity certified developer. Go to the Facebook group. It's the Debug Lounge. Search for it on Facebook. And we'll add you to it. And Eduardo will answer all your questions any time of day or night. Because that's what the, the pledge as a Unity certified developer is. On Wikipedia, man. <laughs> I know everything now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hubris. Hubris. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Icarus. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash the debug log. As I've said before, we're going to get more stuff in there, but we've been tired. We've been flying around. It's, it's a lot of work. So soon we'll do that. I think that's it for this week, guys. Yeah, awesome. I think so. Yeah. Sounds like Podcast. you guys fun. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely. If you go to Hollywood on Halloween, it's fun. So yeah, <laughs> thousands so of people. We went to bed, like we went back to our little place and we <laughs> we went to sleep like 12 or 1 in the morning. We had a big view of the kind of the Hollywood downtown area. People were still streaming into downtown up till like three or four in the morning. They just walked oh, the streets. Jesus. They just walked the streets. That's what they do. So I don't know. It's, it was interesting. Interesting place, but definitely for <laughs> a game developer co- conference. So, all right. Well, until next time, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. That's C U R R I E. I am at, at Wookie Jumper 42, I think. <laughs> You sure? How do you spell I, I, I think? I T H I N K. I think. <laughs> and I'm at R E Kilgore. Um, that's two L's. G- yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Everybody's, everybody's saying extra things that are confusing with oh, Okay. Yeah. Mine is at Eduardo CF1989. There you go. Boom. All right. Well, we miss you, Abina. He was there too, by the way. So he was. His computer's sick tonight. So yeah, Unite killed his computer. Thanks, Unity. He <laughs> got a social disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you later. Peace. See you Shouldn't have drank all. Shouldn't have drank all this cough syrup. Um. Yeah. Cough syrup. Shit. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. You know you're an adult. You can go buy your drugs. (laughs) You're not in high school. You don't have to robo trip. What are you doing? Yeah. Come on. What is the next spray paint in a bag and it start huffing? What is this?